Welcome to the Nittany and Badger Big Ten Football Podcast. In today's episode, we recap the penultimate week in the Big Ten where Michigan escaped College Park and Northwestern became bowl eligible. Also, we'll preview the final week of the regular season. Let's roll. Welcome to the Nittany and Badger Big Ten Football Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Lennon, joined as always by my co-host, Corey Heineman. How you doing tonight, Corey? Better now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we actually got what we uh, talked about at the, uh, at the last episode. Both our teams won, so can't uh, complain about that. Barely. Barely, but yeah, we got it. <laughs> hey! I mean, the last episode was a was a funeral for the for the Badgers. So that's true. And, and now they're back from the dead. <laughs> um, so could just be up. like a muscle twitch, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, let's kick it off with a recap of the Wisconsin Nebraska game. The Badgers win in overtime, twenty four to seventeen, over the Huskers. Um, so what are your thoughts on the game, Corey? Well, it started off not good. I thought after we went down 14 nothing, I pretty much thought that was going to be the end of it. Looked like they had no fight. Two huge 50-some-yard plays on uh, Nebraska's first two possessions. Two uh, punts on Wisconsin's first two possessions. Then Nebraska started uh, marching down the field again. And then you're just thinking, oh, God, 21 nothing. It's insurmountable for this team. <laughs> and uh, and they come up with a big fourth down stop, put together a touchdown drive of their own. And everything just kind of changed after that. They were able to chip it down to 14-10 at half thanks to a missed field goal uh, by Nebraska at the end of the half. And then Wisconsin scored in the third quarter to take the lead. And then I thought they were going to blow it again. They went for it on downs, on back-to-back possessions Mm -hmm. uh, after they took the lead, trying to, I guess, seal the game or at least take some more time off the clock because the drives were not impressive up to that point. And they got stuffed both times, and it was so ridiculous, like, the worst push on any Wisconsin offensive line I've seen on fourth down. They just got blown off the ball. Braylon Allen could not make the first downs. And I thought that was going to be the end of it. I thought for sure Nebraska was going to score a touchdown and win the game. But luckily we held them to a field goal and then went in overtime. Which, I mean, going overtime against Nebraska at home, not that impressive in general, but we needed the win and we got bowl eligibility, so it's not a total loss, I guess. Yeah, you you were saying last week you didn't want them. You were like, don't give these clowns a bowl game, and now yeah, <laughs> now they uh, have a bowl game. Yeah, I backtrack on that a little bit because when they did go down fourteen nothing, 
I had expected them to just roll over with the way they played the last couple games. And the fact that they didn't do that uh, shows me that they have a little bit of fight in the fourth down in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just would not take no for an answer on getting in the end zone there. Uh, so that was pretty impressive. Tanner Mordecai stats were not great. I think he had what 160 yards passing or something. Yeah, but he he had some key runs and a few times where he was able to avoid some pressure and complete a few passes. So he came up pretty big. Braylon Allen. I mean, his stats aren't impressive. 2.8 yards a carry, but he did have two touchdowns and he wasn't originally going to play. And then he ended up playing. Definitely was not healthy, but was able to uh, get a few key carries in there when he had to. But um, they overall, I don't know, wins a win, I guess. But not gonna, not nothing to hang your head on. But at least we're going bowling. <laughs> I was gonna mention too. Will Pauling's the only receiver you guys got, and now he's oh, out. Yeah. He could be out because he he broke his well. Not a broken ankle, but it didn't no, really but, look good. Yeah, that thing was – he wasn't able to really use it much at the end of the game there. So, yeah, I would say it would be very iffy and if he's going going to be able to go against Minnesota for the axe. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost questioning whether Braylon Allen's going to play that game or not either. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, the season hasn't been great, and Braylon Allen – didn't really need to risk himself like that. And the fact that he did, I think the team like really rallied behind him. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring up the other side of the ball, Nebraska. Chubba Purdy plays for the first time this season, I think. And he, he did all right for them. He was their leading rusher in addition to um, passing for 169 yards and a touchdown. He did throw one pick. Um, yeah. But he had 105 yards on 14 carries and a and a touchdown. Yeah, I think um, that pick was in overtime at the end. Yes, of the game. that was that was the one that sealed it at the end of the game. And I think that was a fourth down play. Like he yeah, just it was like fourth and there. 16, I think. Yeah, it's he just had to throw it and see what happens. Yeah. Um. So he he played pretty well. He's their third. Um. I th- was he? I thought he was hurt this year. Like he might have been the starter at the beginning, but he was hurt, and then he came in. And yeah, I'm not sure what happened with that, but yeah, he's the third quarterback that they've yeah. went um, with. Probably best that they he played instead of Jeff Sims, the turnover Ooh, machine. turnover machine. That would have been good for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nebraska. I was disappointed he didn't get any snaps. <laughs> yeah, it almost would have, you know. He would have gone in there and probably fumbled the ball. Yeah. Um, Nebraska was five and three at one point in in October, and now they've dropped their last three, um, and now they're still searching for for bowl eligibility. So, like, there are three games in November. They lost to Michigan State twenty to seventeen. They lost to Maryland thirteen to ten. And now they lost to Wisconsin 24-17 in overtime. And that's – so that's a combined 13 points. And yeah, close games. I mean, but that's the story of Nebraska, right? You know, different coaching staff, but the same can't close out games. That's just their MO as a program. They just yeah. – they, 
Yeah, I mean, and now they got to face Iowa, which you know, I mean, Iowa's clinched the division, but that's a rivalry game, and Iowa's, you know, going to play good good defense, and Nebraska doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons, so that, it's going to be tough for the Huskers to to break that bowl uh, bowl drought uh, when it looked like it was almost guaranteed back at the end of October. Yeah, they, I mean, they did look a little bit better with Hubbard in there. I was looking at the quarterbacks for the Maryland game and the uh, the game before that against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Just horrible quarterback play, so. And they still almost won both of those games. So if they can get a little bit of better play from the quarterback position, I mean, Iowa can't score either, so. Yeah, but out of those teams, they've lost to – and then you guys, Iowa's clearly the best defense that Nebraska's faced yeah. in that stretch, and so it's gonna be gonna be tough for them. Um, but yeah, good good for Wisconsin. I I did get to watch the fourth quarter of this. I was I was uh, I thought it was an interesting ending to the game. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what you guys. I agree with you. I don't know what you guys were doing on their fourth downs. I know you're trying to, yeah end the game but yeah, yeah. It was a terrible offensive push on on that yeah i mean downs. i did hear one of the issues was uh with mordecai's broken hand or whatever not being fully healed he couldn't take snaps under center yeah so they were doing those out of the shotgun which is harder but i mean it's one yard you gotta be able to get one yard yeah at least on one of the two tries but what is up with dk this year like he had one catch for zero yards in uh, this game. He's he just, hurt too. Yeah. He hasn't been the same since he got hurt. Yeah. He was possibly not going to play as well, and I would say he really didn't play for the most part. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Hunter Wooler got hurt also. I'm not sure how bad that is, but he's pretty much the heart of our defense, so that's not going to be great if he doesn't make it to the Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. And our D, our no, on the defensive side of the ball, those two big plays obviously killed us. But, man, our linebackers, our inside linebackers have to be the slowest linebackers in the Big Ten. It was insane. <laughs> they made Chubba Purdy look like he was just running like a 4 3 40 out there. They're like <laughs> running in quicksand. But they did make a little adjustment and, uh, put freshman Christian Aliegro in the game. It was much faster, and he looked pretty good. So hopefully that he'll keep that up going forward and in the next season. But, yeah, the starters, Njong Meta and uh, Jordan Turner, so slow. It's crazy. Well, it will, we'll talk about the Wisconsin-Minnesota game, but, yeah, if you guys have some guys out, if you were – put everything into this game. I guess they just didn't, if that was the case and they didn't want to play, even though they were playing not a hundred percent, it seems like they didn't want to let all the chips ride on the one last game at the end. They wanted to try to get this as a bowl game. And then they have, even though I I know it's a rivalry game, they want the ax. But yeah, I didn't get to, uh, I mean, I tried to look at what the injuries were, but the, wasn't really much information out yet, so I don't know who's going to be able to go. 
it probably won't see much of anything until probably game day. Yeah. Uh, with the the Big Ten now releases about an hour or two before uh, kickoff, the, the the teams actually have uh, um, a release of availability report, so you probably won't know until then at all. You have to go to my insiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anything else from this game? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's good to see some fight. Nice to see the line step up at the end. Hopefully we can carry that momentum through the rest of the season. Only two more games, but better than nothing, I guess. Yeah, well, it's not a uh, fire everybody. No, it's not a last season. It, it'll definitely <laughs> not be last season if we can keep Minnesota from getting into a bowl, too, and go 7-5. Uh, and five. That would actually be fairly respectable for what I think Chris would have done with these guys. So mm-hmm. I'm not too upset with that. Uh, if we do lose that game, uh, depends how we look. But still not a lost season, kept the bull streak alive. Yeah, was it up to 22 now? Yeah. Is it the longest season. one in the – oh, not the longest in the country, but the longest in the Big Ten? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Georgia and one other team had a longer one. Okay. Yeah, you guys were – seven and you were six and six last year in the regular season as well yeah. and then won the guaranteed rate bowl to go seven and six. Oh yeah <laughs> but you lost the axe last year so looking to get it back yeah the axe belongs in wisconsin actually just let minnesota borrow it every now and then uh, actually no yeah they were it's two yeah you haven't won it since 2020 um and that was the give throwaway season. Um yeah, looking at that. Yeah, Wisconsin actually has won three of the last five in the series. Yeah, I think we won like fourteen in before a that it was yeah, a huge fourteen game win streak. Yeah. So um but yeah, we'll get more we'll talk more about that game when we get there. Um well, one thing about Wisconsin is we were saying guaranteed rate bowl. They won't go back to the guaranteed rate bowl. You'll get a different bowl game this year because the way the Big Ten does it is they like this. Even if it falls in the same pecking order, the different bowls, they can't go to the same bowl in like consecutive years. So Yeah, I'm hearing possibly the pinstripe or the quick lane, which is unfortunate weather-wise, but. Uh, quickly beggars yeah, can't be choosers nobody wants to go to detroit in december <laughs> <laughs> and probably nobody really wants to go to new york in december, no. december either. <laughs> um have they ever been to the quick uh the, the pinstripe bowl i know Penn I State was there one year. time i feel like they did one year okay it's been maybe been a bit um yeah but yeah, like you said, beggars can't be choosers. You're gonna get a bowl game. You're gonna get the extra practices, um, and that's yeah. important for for this team. Yeah, in 2018, they beat the Miami Hurricanes 35 to three in the Pinstripe Bowl. Okay. Yeah, then, that's what you gotta do. You gotta get a warm weather team to come up there and try to face you. That's what we got. <laughs> um. Yeah, they'll. Uh, that's a long enough gap that they could end up in the, and that's still, I think that's the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowls. So that's what you want, right? Yeah. Bad boy mowers. 
Yeah, it is the bad boy mowers. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see uh, where they fall. Uh, I don't know. It depends. I don't think outside of the New Year's Six Bowl games, there's not like a huge push. Like, it's just they want to have teams go to different areas. Like, there's no certain, like, oh, if you're the fifth place team in the conference, you've got to go to this bowl game. Like, all the bowl games can kind of choose. There's a little bit of flexibility there. Yeah, so the one thing I don't like is, like, the quick lane bowl is on December 26th. That's not ideal. Mm. So I'd prefer to stay away from that. Most prefer of this... to play closer to the new year, you know, at least, like, when other games are going on and stuff, make a day out of it. I don't like when you just have, like, one of those one-off games or, like, some really crappy teams are playing in some other even crappier bowl the day <laughs> after Christmas. It's just not great. Yeah, I guess it just depends on how many Big Ten teams also get um, bowl games. And, and Nebraska and Minnesota could still get – Nebraska, Minnesota, and Illinois could all become bowl eligible. Also depends on if the Big Ten gets two playoff teams, which probably isn't going to happen this year, just the way you have still five undefeated teams going into the final week of the season. Yeah. Uh, one of them's going to lose – uh, but it just seems like I think they're going to keep out – they're going to only get one team in the champion unless somehow Iowa pulls off a miracle in Indianapolis, and that, that just seems highly unlikely. Yeah, uh, of all the teams to be able to pull off a miracle, it needs to be a team that can score more than, like, 12 points. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. No. Um. But yeah, we can move on from this. We could talk more about Wisconsin at the end on the preview with Minnesota. Uh, so we'll move on to the Penn State game. Penn State over Rutgers, 27 to six. Uh, doesn't seem like a a huge score, but I was going back through some of the older scores for um, in previous years. Penn State, particularly in Happy Valley against Rutgers, and they're all like low-scoring games, especially at halftime. So it really was par for the course for Penn State. Um, unfortunately, Drew Aller went down in the third quarter, early third quarter, um, and that's when the team just decided to run the ball a lot with Bo Perbula, the backup quarterback. Um, yeah, why don't they ever let him throw it? He did throw it, like, against oh, Northwestern. Time. Oh, all right. I thought <laughs> yeah. this game. No, yeah. this game, one time for nine yards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think... Let the guy throw it a couple times. Come on. Yeah, I think he can throw. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just decided to be... Do what Michigan did to them the previous week and say, you know what, we're just going to keep the ball on the ground. Um, and, uh, and it was working, so... And on top of that, they make him run it. It's like hazing. Like... Here you go. Run it a bunch of times and just get <laughs> smashed out there. Yeah, he's not as big as Drew, and and I wanted to bring that up. Uh, it was sometime. It was their first possession of the um, second half. That so Drew went out early on that possession. So Bob comes in. He runs for 39 yards on his first play. And they get inside to the Rutgers five-yard line, the third and two. They do the T formation, and Bo sneaks it for one yard. Okay. So now it's fourth and one at the four. They decide to 
they call a timeout at the Rutgers that they, they saw what Rutgers was in. And I thought, okay, they're probably just going to kick the field goal because it's 10-6 at this point. Might as well just make it seven points, especially as this mm-hmm. low-scoring game. Yeah. No, then they decided to do the team formation again and let Bo run it again, and he got no gain. Yeah. It's like the guy is not – he's not big enough to do it. Uh, <laughs> like, and why would like, you want to risk that? I mean, yeah. now you already have Eller out. What happens if he gets hurt there? Yeah. I, I didn't, let the guy throw it. Yeah, I didn't get – I didn't get the play call. I didn't get the call on the timeout and then exact running the exact same play you did previously. Yeah. Um, and I guess I understand going for it because your defense is playing well. And so Rutgers is going to have the ball. If you do turn it over there, which it did, they're inside their own 10 yard line. Um, I, I get that part. But then like on the next possession, they had a fourth and one again inside Rutgers territory, and then they decided to kick it. A 48-yard yeah. field goal. Yeah. No chip <laughs> shot. Uh, yeah, not a chip shot. I mean, Falcons, you want to talk about a surprise for Penn State this year. They brought this kid, Alex Falcons, over from uh, Columbia, Ivy League, and he's been pretty good for them. I think he's only missed four field goals on the year. He's been pretty solid. Um, so good good there and unfortunately he only has one this was his last year of eligibility so well, i'd be looking for a new kicker uh next season but yeah, yeah the game i mean score wise is closer than the final score so you guys kind of threw in two touchdowns there towards the end yeah and uh backdoor cover right yeah. <laughs> the, the point that i think the spread was 20 and a half and they they beat him by 21 um but again, the defense was suffocating. Uh, Rutgers uh, running back Kyle Manangai, he w- entered the game leading the Big Ten in rushing, and Penn State held him to 39 yards on 16 carries. Um, overall, they Rutgers only had 229 yards, and they Penn State forced three turnovers. Um, so uh, player of the game I would give defensively was Chop Robinson. He was all over the field, including – uh, two tackles for loss and a forced fumble on, on a sack so that he, he had a really good game. Um, I don't know that health of Alar right now. Uh, Franklin in his press conference today said um, that he thinks, you know, right now all indications that Drew will play. Um, but I just go back to, like, Drew hasn't looked good really most of the season. Like, You'd have to go back to that West Virginia game, the first game of the year where he threw for over 300 yards. Since yeah. then, uh, Maryland was he, – he played well against, but that's really it. He hasn't had like – UMass. Well, I'm not counting <laughs> UMass. <laughs> competent, competent defenses here right. facing. Um, he looks good against Iowa. Yeah, but they ran a lot that game too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. It, it, it's hard to figure it out right now because going back to Franklin's days at Vanderbilt, he has always run offenses with a dual threat quarterback, and Aller is not a dual threat quarterback. Um, as you had said before, he looks so unathletic oh, when yeah. he's running. Oh, yeah. um, he, so he's, he's a pocket passer, and it just seems right now that he's like – it's a square peg, ground hole situation. And um, I kind of compare it to what happened to Christian Hackenberg when Franklin took over the program in 2014, and he's a pocket passer who did well under Bill O'Brien, 
and then the you know franklin's system he just hagenberg just didn't fit in that system so i don't know what's gonna happen you know really depends on the offensive coordinator it comes in and what kind of system they want to run there but it's not just about drew aller it's about the future like you know it he's only got maybe one more season if not two i mean right now it doesn't look like he's nfl ready um to go out after next season but um yeah right now it's yeah all depends on the offensive coordinator like how drew how he's gonna fit in moving forward um and then with the transfer portal opening up i'm not saying he's gonna transfer i don't want him to transfer i'd rather him stick it out and try to fix what the problems are but we'll see yeah, I mean, granted, he said he didn't play much in the second half at all. No, no. Six of 13 for 79 yards. I mean, even in one half, that's not great. Yeah, the last two games, he's thrown under 100. and He played all of the Michigan game. Um, Yeah, it's just not been good. It's so surprising like i say you go back to that west virginia game and he throws for over 330 and everybody's like oh my gosh look at this kid you know this is gonna be a great season and then since then it's just been the offense has totally regressed um outside of that maryland game where they look like they put some things together and that's why i maybe had a little bit of a confidence going a little bit of confidence going in that michigan game even though i predicted michigan to ultimately win but i thought the offense would look a little bit more confident but they they looked at bad as they did against Ohio State. Um, I did want to bring up one interesting fact. Rutgers has not scored a touchdown in Beaver Stadium in the James Franklin era. And if you actually take that stat, they have not scored a touchdown in Beaver Stadium going back to 1994. Um, Even though there's been a large gap uh, between, I don't think the teams played from 96 through until uh, the Rutgers joined the Big Ten in 2014, which was also Franklin's first season. Um, but that game was in uh, New Jersey. Uh, so just, just a, Rutgers just couldn't get much of anything done. Um, yeah. It's a punishing defense. Um, they just, outside of a couple decent, they had a couple decent passes. Um I think that is our little bit of the weakness. It has been in the secondary at times. But, I mean, Gavin Wimsett was 10 for 16, 130 yards. So he did throw some some completions, but it wasn't great. They couldn't get anything consistently done. Um, and then he did throw a pick in the second half. Um, but, yeah, Penn State bounces back from their loss. They're on track to get to 10, 10 wins as they enter uh, their last game will be against Michigan State. So um, can't say much more than that. You know, the win's the win. Going for 10 wins again. And uh, we move yeah. on. Should uh, should be a formality there at the end of the season there. Should be. We'll go through that later, though. Yep. Uh, moving on to other games. Uh, Michigan over Maryland, 31-24. The Terps nearly pulled it off after being down in this game big. Uh, yeah, they were they down have... at one point, 23-3. to three. Yeah, I'm not sure what what happened to Michigan there. I thought, it was, I thought the game was over early. Should have been. <laughs> um, 
I didn't get to watch a lot of it. I, I, I caught the tail end of it when Maryland was trying to draw, you know, they were in the back of the end zone and they had to throw, they threw it away. Um, Talia had thrown, threw it away, but it was called for the intentional grounding and it, it occurs in the end zone. It's a safety. And that pretty much sealed Maryland's fate. Um, yeah. But yeah, they. I mean, the, the first half just wasn't great. Michigan had a touchdown drive early on, second drive of the game, I think, for them. And then a scoop a fumble, and score, retur- fumble yeah, return. Scoop and score. Yep. But a 14-3. A terrible Maryland drive. And then another t- nice touchdown drive for uh, Michigan. So, yeah. Second half looked to be a whole different ballgame, but first half Michigan dominated. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what happened. There's a lot of punts for Michigan in the second half. Um, and I, I read that J.J. McCarthy wasn't didn't look like his normal self, didn't throw a touchdown pass, threw an interception. Um, yeah, his Heisman chances are long gone now. Um, Blake Corum yeah. had a decent game, 28 carries on 90, 94 yards and two touchdowns. Not a great yeah, average uh, per carry, but looks like they tried to run it a lot. Yeah, they in the second <laughs> half, that's almost all they did was just run the ball. If they didn't get a first down, just punted it. Um, if you kind of looked at look at a parallel of this, uh, last year, remember on the last second to last game of the season, they nearly lost to Illinois at home. So maybe it's just like getting caught looking ahead to Ohio State. And they just don't play that great in you know in a game where they should. Maryland should. Maryland had no business being in this game, and they made it a game. Yeah, um, I mean, it, Toledo threw two interceptions too in the second half. I mean, if those don't happen, could be looking at you know overtime or even Maryland win. He he's good for those though. <laughs> Maryland yeah. has he he turns over the ball a lot, and they can't get out of their own way sometimes. Uh, but it yeah, seems I mean, like they – I was going to say, just finishing up, they they relied too much on him. Look, they had no no running game in this game. Um, yeah, that's I mean, what I was going to say. Is, uh, I mean, he doesn't have much of a sporting cast, so he really uh, almost tries too hard, but I can't really blame him for that. Yeah. Not getting a ton of help. Michigan was 17 and a half point favorites in this one. And so Maryland covers, uh, but if they want to, you know, comes up, they came up short again in a, in a, uh, I guess a big team. Um, uh, it's funny. Just, they, go ahead. I was going to say, it's funny. They play Maryland. I mean, they play Maryland plays Ohio state and Michigan close but then gets blown out by Penn State, the third best team in the East. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> what is it the transitive property or something? It just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, I guess uh, it. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, but I was just gonna say is at least uh, Sharon Moore didn't start crying after this game. <laughs> yeah, I gotta pull that clip up and make it our background for the theme. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, moving on to Iowa over Illinois. Uh, the Hawkeyes win 15-13 and clinch their 
Big Ten West title. Corey, you're shaking your head over there. Bert, <laughs> you fucking had it. You had this game. How do you let up a 35-yard run for a touchdown in the closing minutes to lose? Ridiculous. Yep. I know. They they should have pulled it off. It was yeah. it was ugly early. It was that typical Iowa game. Iowa gets a safety early on. Uh, Illinois attacks on a field goal. I wanted that score to hold for a long time. I wanted it to just be 3-2. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, so Iowa gets a 30-yard touchdown run to make it 15-13. Illinois, when they get the ball back, I mean, they had third and two and fourth and two, and they threw passes on both of those. Like, come on. Run the ball. Yeah. They had three over three minutes left. It's not like they couldn't run the ball a few times. But, yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, you could say Illinois lost it more than Iowa won it. Somehow, Hawkeyes do it again. I, I just don't get it. And they did it without Cooper DeJohn, too, too on their defense. He's out for yeah. the rest of the season. I mean, Illinois is just pretty bad. They are bad, but they had this one. They let it slip through. Um, yeah, that seems to be a thing with Illinois and Burt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had, they had, like you said, they had Michigan on the ropes last year. And yep, I feel like yep. the year before that, they had another one where they should have won against a good team and just blew it. Um, you want to talk about people crying? You know, Kirk Ferentz was crying after the game on the field. <laughs> Brian Ferentz gets the Gatorade bath. <laughs> it was so, this team is just so, it's it's disgusting football offensively. It just, I mean, I know Deacon Hill had, <laughs> he had a good game for his part, but uh, I don't know. I just, I mean, Iowa's just not good team. Uh, and the only difference in the game, the two points was on the defense, safety, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like Brian didn't do Jack. They even missed the extra point on their yeah. on their go ahead touchdown, giving Illinois a chance. But then they all they needed was a field goal, and they, if they would have yeah. ran it on third and two and fourth and one, or if fourth and two, they would have at least kept the drive alive. I'm not saying they would have made the field goal, but god damn it, they had this yeah. game. Yep. Yeah, they, they had it and could have kept all the Big Ten West teams alive, but nope, it's all over now. And and Iowa is going to probably move up into the top 15 this week with, uh, with the new playoff rankings. How? I mean, I guess it's going to give Ohio State or Michigan a ranked win, but come on, the playoff committee's got to look at that and just kind of – that's got to be like – this is like almost two different teams. One team is trash. The other team is decent. Yeah. It's Iowa is the Jekyll and Hyde. Well, uh, I guess we'll see if Nebraska can pull it off and Lincoln at least. Yeah. Beat them. Otherwise, Brian's going to have 10 wins under his belt again this year. Unreal. Um. Moving on, only thing I'm going to say about Northwestern Purdue is good on David Braun and the Wildcats. Uh, he got his promotion last week to be permanent coach, and now he is going bowling 
uh, with this Northwestern team. That's very impressive for what they went through this year. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a conspiracy. Uh, he's a Wisconsin guy, so I think Wisconsin <laughs> kind of teed him up for that. Um, my guess is Hudson Card was hurt, and that's why they played two different quarterbacks. Purdue did. Yeah, he was they, hurt. They didn't get much from either of the quarterbacks. Ryan Brown threw two picks. Uh, Bennett Meredith went five for seven for 36 yards. Um, did get Tyrone Tracy had 160 yards on the ground, um, but Northwestern was able to hold him off for the most part and notch that sixth victory. So yeah, I think Purdue in this game, but I was expecting Card to play. You know, when we picked that early, I, I can't be held responsible if my guys <laughs> don't play. And that's we have been ragging on Hudson Card most of this season, and then he had a pretty good game the previous week, and then he got you know he yes. was. Hurt. Right in that hand, and then, uh, yeah, and on, I didn't even think that it was a possibility he wasn't going to play, and then, yeah, I saw that he was hurt and wasn't playing. Not sure exactly what the issue is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but Purdue really fell off from going to the Big Ten Championship last year. Yeah, but they, they pulled the Northwestern. This is what they did when they would go to the Big Ten Championship game. Then they would fall off. Um Trying to look up Hudson Card right now. What the news is? Well, this says that Card is expected to return for uh, the Indiana game. All right. But that's just for pride at this point between them and Indiana. Yeah. And the bucket. That's it. Um, we don't have to spend much time on this Ohio State Minnesota game, do we? No. Ohio the game, State 37. The game was over early. Yeah, it was over before it even started. Uh, Kyle McCord, oh. 212 yards, two touchdowns. Trayvon Henderson, 146 yards on 15 carries and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State getting Trayvon Henderson back has really uh, kind of transformed their team a little bit. They were having troubles running the ball, and then now he's kind of blown up the last few games. Uh, yep. I don't know. We'll get to it in the preview, but with him in the game, it's a, a lot different team than what I thought they were at the beginning of the season. For sure. And Marvin Harrison was kind of human this game. Only three catches for 30 yards, but he did have a touchdown. Yeah. But they destroyed Minnesota. They Minnesota, they didn't need much from the receivers. Although, I mean, they had... One, two, three, four. Ten different receivers in this game caught at least a pass. So, yeah, they're spreading it around. For sure. Ethan, uh, Elliot Manis, oof, 89 yards. And an interception, not exactly lighting it on fire. No. But, he kind uh, of regressed back to what he had been yeah, doing. I don't want to talk too much shit just in case we lose next week, but guy's horrible. Then the last game, uh, Michigan State over Indiana, 24-21. Yeah. I, the Spartans get the spittoon. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State, I mean, I thought they were just going to fold. They've shown up to a couple games since then. I'll give them credit for that. But, yeah, this game didn't really mean much to anyone. It looked like Indiana had trouble 
keeping the receivers in check. Malik Carr had nine catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Monterey Foster had seven catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. So those two combined pretty much ruined the game for the Spartans. Um, yeah, Indiana missed a few field goals. One was a 48-yarder, so can't totally fault them. And they had a 45-yarder blocked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you they make one of those, maybe it goes into overtime, they make them both, then maybe they win. Um, and then they could have actually had a, another chance at one, but they went for it on fourth and six from the Michigan State 33 in the fourth quarter and uh, turned it over on downs. So. Indiana had a few chances there, but no one cares. <laughs> Uh, you had sent me last night the list of Michigan State coaches or who Michigan State was interviewing for a second. It doesn't look like they were going to get many, um, it, it, not any big names on that list. Yeah, as ex- I mean, all the names that you heard that they were going for were much bigger names than what they ended up actually uh, moving on to the second round. Yeah, I'm trying to find where you sent me that. Oh, yeah, here it is. Too. Mike Elko from Duke. Jed Fish from Arizona. Jason Candle, Toledo head coach. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State head coach. Then it came out today that Harlan Barnett, their interim coach, expects the interview as well. But I just don't think, no offense to that guy, he's kind of was in a bad situation. Um, but I, I, I don't think he's going to get, he's not going to, he didn't pull off a David Braun this year. Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Um, he's probably he, he did more of a Jim Leonard, you know, just kind of held it together slightly. But Leonard at least got him to a bowl game in 500. Um, yeah, he's not going to do that. And unless something crazy happens, they're going to finish four and eight. I, I just I won't put it out there right now. There, I just don't see them beating Penn State. Uh, next week. Um, so, yeah, let's move on from yeah. that game. Um, so we'll get to the power rankings. I didn't change much. I, in the, I know you want me to put Michigan – or, excuse me, Wisconsin down to 13 last week, and I, I, I kept them where they were. I still have them at seven. Where do you think they actually should be on this list? Uh if you dropped them down to 13, where would you have them this week? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they're better than Purdue, Nebraska, Michigan State. Somehow they weren't better than Indiana on that one day, but I'll give them, I'll give it to them that they're better than Indiana. And I mean, technically they're better than Rutgers, but and Illinois, so. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say seven's pretty fair, but yeah, it's just so hard. It is hard because they're also, if they're healthy, they're a better team. You know, I didn't yeah. say that about a lot of teams, but they're really banged up right now. I mean, after the first quarter of the Nebraska game, it looked like 13 was warranted, but they somehow turned it around. So, yeah, we can go through it, but yeah, seven seems fair. Yeah, so yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa all remain in the top four in that order. 
Northwestern Rutgers swap uh, with the Wildcats winning, the Scarlet Knights losing. So then 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 all remain the same. So Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska, and Purdue. Um, and then finally at the bottom, because Michigan State wins over Indiana, uh, I moved the Spartans up to number 13 and Indiana down into the basement at 14. And um, yeah, so I, I, and I still think Tom Allen's going to get fired at the end of the season, but. It's looking that way. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, it, it it's, it's really hard because there still is that really big gap. Um, I had said last week that I considered putting Iowa at three, but I just can't because their offense is so bad. Like, Penn State's offense right now has regressed throughout the season, but it's still not Iowa bad. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd still say Penn State's a more complete team and are on that own their own own little island by themselves below Michigan and Ohio State, but above everybody else in the conference. Um, definitely Northwestern is the biggest surprise on this list. Didn't expect them to be up there uh. this year. And they, um, they kind of, I mean, they could have pulled it off against Iowa. A game-winning field goal at the end was the difference. Yeah. So, yeah, they crazy good season for what we thought they were going to do. For sure. Um, next segment, stock up, stock down. Who do you got up for your stock up pick this week, Corey? Ooh, not a lot of good things happened this week as far as I'm concerned. But uh, <laughs> for my stock up, I'm going to go with Tanner Mordecai. Can't really explain why I stat using statistics because his stats weren't great. But I don't know how to explain it. I just kind of like the guy. He seems, you know, to want to win. And he seems to uh, put it all out there on the line. I like that he's willing to run the ball and take some hits uh, to get the first downs when it's important. And I went back and watched uh, his highlight tapes from last year because I was like, why did this guy have such a big season for SMU? And then he comes to Wisconsin and he just doesn't really have the stats. And it became glaring, glaringly obvious that his receivers at SMU were head and shoulders above what he's been playing with at Wisconsin this year. Granted, the defenses he went against were worse, but they were just much better at catching the ball and just getting open. Our receivers have been borderline garbage at that all season. Even when he hits them in the hands, sometimes they still don't catch him. So he's my stock up. He, I like the guy. Um, can probably tell just because I've been praising them all week and I think I had them last week too. Northwestern. They're ball eligible. They just so surprising. I mean, even in the the only real like the most Northwestern football I watched this year is when they played Penn State. And even in that game, like they showed a lot of heart, especially in the first half to have it tied 10-10 um against Penn State at at um at halftime. Yeah, they've been seven games too. Yeah, um, they just been really, really 
surprising. And uh, the surprise, not just one of the surprises in the Big Ten, surprise in college football. Just after everything that went on there, um, just did not expect that this is a one-win one team last year. I think two wins before that, the year before that. They they haven't won a lot of games lately um, since they went to the Big Ten, uh, since they won the Big Ten West a few years ago. Um, so just very, very impressive uh, for Northwestern. So they're my stock up pick. Who's your stock down pick this week? Uh, it's going to go with Illinois in general. They had that game, and they should have won. And it's disappointing. So many teams have just, like, you can't even explain it. They just shit their pants against Iowa for no reason. So I'm going with Illinois, team, state, you name it, down. <laughs> um, I'm going with J.J. McCarthy this week. Um, I got kind of got it in Penn, against Penn State. You know, they took the ball out of his hands. They said, we're just going to run it because um, he went seven for eight in that game for 60 yards, um, but was getting pressured early on in that game and getting a little bit rattled. Um, but then again, against Maryland, 12 for 23, 141 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. This is not the time of year that he needs to be regressing, and he is. Um, so I'm he's not, Harbaugh on the sideline. Yeah. You think that's it, or it's because they don't have the signals? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it'd be a combination. Um, yeah, so he's kind of regressing a little bit. I'm not saying Michigan's still not a good team, but this is yeah, this could be interesting going into the Ohio State game, which we will talk about. Um, so he is my stock down pick for the week. That's uh, fair. So let's get to the week 13 preview, the last week of the season. I can't believe it. it. seems like this season went by so quick, and it sucks, too, because this season was the last season with before all the crazy shit happens with the 12-team playoff and all the realignment and everything. Uh, speaking of realignment, I saw another rumor tonight that the ACC teams are about to jump into the Big Ten and the SEC. <laughs> Don't know if it's true. Uh, it's coming, but yeah. I just don't want to spend like hours doing power rankings for, you know, basic blues nation. And I'll be at 24 teams ranking. Take me forever. Uh, at that point, I mean, they're all going to be playing each other. You just draw it out of a hat for the middle of the pack. You could have did that this week and no one would have blamed you. Yeah, no way would I make a put... case for anyone sucking or being good. Yeah. I mean, awesome. besides, putting Indiana down at the bottom. That's basically yeah, the that requirement easy. there. <laughs> you get one, two, three, four, and 14 are easy. The rest just draw out of a hat. Probably make, yeah, make it easier. Uh, but yeah, that was a little rumor I saw on Twitter earlier. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the week 13 preview. Uh, we'll start with the Axe, Wisconsin at Minnesota. So how do you think this one's going to turn out, Corey? I think the Badgers... Are the Badgers the favorite in this one? Yes, yeah, by two, two points. points. The over-under is 41.5, higher than I would have expected with these two teams struggling to score. But I mean, it, it's, 
again, it's tough because I don't know if Braylon Allen's playing. I don't know if Hunter Wooler is going to play. So there's some question marks there. I think I'm hoping the overtime drive, small sample size, I know, but I'm hoping that kind of lit a fire under the team. They're going to go out there. And... Can we just start a game good for once? We had the worst first halves I've ever seen in almost every game this season. It's been pathetic. But uh, you got to stick with Wisconsin here. That's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be by a lot. I'll go with Wisconsin 20, Minnesota 17. I would go with Wisconsin just because you're going up against Ethan. Yeah. If he it's looks good, good, I wouldn't be so disappointed in this Wisconsin defense that I don't even know if I'll watch the bowl game at that point just out of spite. Because the guy is so bad. If they make him look good, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking up um, what was said about Waller's injury. Um, just as upper body injury and then Luke Fickle said after the game his injury is worries quote worrisome yeah i heard that so that's not good yeah i'm hoping that they're so bad at throwing the ball that won't really hurt us too much but we'll see yeah i mean his his backup did have the interception in overtime but it was kind of thrown right to him so yeah we had already said that was uh fourth and long play and he just had to throw it up and see what happens um, sticking with Wisconsin, get the X back where it belongs. You can't lose three in a row to these guys. Yeah, no. um, and I, I'd call it a good season. A, not a good season, but not a lost season. If we go to seven and five, and we keep Minnesota out of a bowl game, that that'll be good. Yeah, I'll predict Wisconsin. 17, Minnesota 14. Yeah, it's going to be a garbage game to watch, but the weather actually will probably be okay. Not like a snow game that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the Penn State game. They traveled to Detroit uh, to take on Michigan State at Ford Field Friday night. Uh, the Black Friday out oh, the double, it's a Black Friday double header in Big Ten this week. Um, the two games on the day. Uh, Penn State is a 21 point favorite. Uh, I don't think it matters too much whose quarterback is. I, I expect Drew to play. It sounded like to Franklin um, that he. You know, today it sounded he sounded confident that he would play. By the way, I don't know if you know his injury. What happened was is that he got hit on his shoulder, and it didn't see. It, I mean, he took a hard hit. He was running, like you said, he's on a not yeah. an athletic guy. He takes a hit on his throwing shoulder or his his throwing arm. He gets up and looked. I mean, didn't look too terrible. He gets back in the huddle and then, and he just throws the ball away on the next play, and he ran to the sidelines, and then. You didn't see him the rest of the time. He goes to the tent. He comes out, and the rest of the time, he's just kind of like doing this with his arm back and forth, trying to work out his arm a little bit while I'm on the sidelines. So it, it's definitely some kind of throwing arm injury. 
Um, but yeah, it seems like he could play. Not certain that he should, but he probably will play. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, well, Penn, Penn State benefits in this game that they they've gone to Michigan State. Last time they were up there in 2021, it was a snow, it was a blizzard, couldn't even see Penn State in their white uniforms. So at least we're in the in inside here. So maybe they'll benefit from being on inside and the fast track and the no the no no uh, no conditions of the uh, no weather conditions. Um, they always seem to have poor luck at Michigan State because not only that the snow game, they also had the game where the three other three-hour weather delay for a uh, thunderstorm um, a few years back that they lost there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Penn State. I think they'll cover in this game. Michigan State, yeah, they just beat Indiana, but Indiana's not that good of a team. I think they'll have a harder time here, and they're not really playing for much. Penn State is playing for a New York Six Bowl game. If they get the 10-2, and two, they should lock that in. Um, so I, I will go Penn State 34, Michigan State 13 to just barely, yeah. just, just cover the, the 21 point spread. I'm going to hedge my score slightly just in case Eller doesn't play. I'm going to go Penn State 27, Michigan State 10. Yeah, we'll have... I hope if Aller doesn't play, that they don't go completely rotten. They gotta yeah, like, they like, let throw the guy the throw it. Yeah. yeah, otherwise he's just gonna die out there one of these days. <laughs> yeah, um, he's he's much smaller than Drew, um, but he can. I mean, he has thrown a couple times this year. He can throw, and according to him, he threw in high school all the time. So I I know he can throw. Yeah. They just it's gotta just let him They do just it. let make him run it all the time. Yeah. All right, let's get to the big one in Ann Arbor. Ohio oh, State. I thought you were talking about the Northwestern Illinois game. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the Wolverines are three and a half point favorites at home. Um, so, yeah, this, this, is, this one's the big one for all the marbles. Michigan is coming into this game with a two game winning streak over the Buckeyes. Um, Ohio State has not beaten Michigan since 2019. And since the uh, science scandal has come out, so um, I you better go first in this one. You want me to go first? Yeah. I look. I I, I thought all year that Michigan was probably it was looked like the better team. Um, but we started talking about Travion Henderson's return and how much better Ohio State has looked especially, you know, with the running attack since then, taking a little bit off of Kyle McCord's shoulders because he was trying to do too much, I think, earlier in the season. Um, and I don't know. I I want Michigan to lose. I, they cannot get to another playoff and national championship. So maybe this is a little bit of a heart um, I don't like rooting for either one of these teams, so it pains me to actually have to root for Ohio State here. But I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. They're going to finally get it done. Um, over-under is 46 and a half. 
I think Dude. these defenses are pretty good. I let you go first because I thought you were going to pick Michigan. I was going to shock the world. Oh, now you stole all my thunder. Sorry. Yeah, I'll go Buckeyes 24, Michigan 21. This is going to be – I think both defenses are really good. We're not going to get a lot of points in this one. Um, so low-scoring game. Um, but, you know, they should, really should do over-under on how many nicknames – uh, what's his name comes up with Maserati Gus, Marv. Gus, yeah, Gus Johnson. How many, how many nicknames oh, he has for everybody? That should be. I have to put this one on mute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry, you saw I saw my your thunder. thunder so <laughs> I was gonna go Ohio State as well. I do think there's gonna be some scoring because although Michigan's defense is good, there's some game breakers on Ohio State. Kabuka. Harrison Jr., Travion Henderson. I think they'll all do reasonably well. And I think Michigan will actually be able to run the ball a little bit better. Actually, Corum will probably have over 100 yards for, like, what, maybe the second or third time this season. Hasn't been that great. But uh, we'll go Ohio State, 35, Michigan, 31. Yeah, this would be uh, Coram. If he does run for 100 yards, it would be only the third time he's done it. He yeah. did it for against Bowling Green, barely eclipsed 101. And then he, his biggest game was, of course, against Penn State, 145 yeah. yards. They just haven't looked. They haven't looked themselves. Harbaugh won't be on the sidelines. Um, I don't know. It just seems like, other than the last couple seasons, if you just block those out of your memory it seems like you've seen this happen a million times ohio state just finds some way to win well the last two seasons they had the signals now they don't so <laughs> um and we didn't even talk about that so michigan accepted when they were all this bluster that they were going to take the big 10 to the court and then Last Thursday came out, oh, we'll just accept the penalty and, and move on. And then on Friday, uh, they fired their linebackers coach because he's been accused of trying to cover up uh, the whole thing by deleting files off the computer. And, yeah, not good. Doesn't look good. Not great. <laughs> um, but I guess by firing him, they think that will appease the NCAA and – you seem to think so, that they're still not going to get punished. No. I do think Harbaugh might only have one game left coach for Michigan, though. If the he does ball, the ball, I, the I ball game. Yeah. You know, be getting another job, I guess it just depends on when that happens. If they win this one, he would be he would be able to coach the Big Ten title game. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to. They just... Donovan Edwards just hasn't looked good. Corum hasn't put up big numbers. McCarthy, he'll probably still come up because he seems to come through in big games, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Could you imagine what Ohio State's fan base will be like, though, if they do lose? They are uh, oh, they, yeah. against Ryan they Day. Oh, if they win, they, they'll be insufferable. How could they be any worse? Yeah, they'll be insufferable, but they're already—they've already been like 
against Ryan Day at times. So can you imagine what they will be like if they if he loses to Michigan for a third straight year? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Lou Holtz starts ripping on him. Eighty-eight year old Lou Holtz. Yeah, I don't know how old he's in his upper eighties. I don't know. Oh god, yeah, he's older in dirt. Sounds like he's got a mouthful of cream corn at all times. He's always sounded like that. For years and years. <laughs> All right, let's go around the rest of the games. Uh, not as exciting as that one, probably, but um, Maryland at Rutgers. Both teams are 6-5, and five, so they both secured bowl eligibility going into this one. Maryland is a slight, slight one-point favorite. Um, no... I'll go Maryland. I don't know. I'm not. Rutgers has been dropping a lot since they, you know, secured bowl eligible. I don't think they've won since they got to the sixth win. Um, yeah, they've dropped three in a row. Yeah, and I'll just go Maryland. Yeah, I think most other things. Oh, all right, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say score wise, uh, we'll go twenty seven. Uh, 24 Terps win. Yeah, I'm going to go Maryland as well. I think most things are fairly equal across the board. Maryland has a substantially better quarterback. So I'll go Maryland. Uh, wouldn't really call this a rivalry, but I'll go not Maryland, 28, Rutgers, 17. Yeah, that's that's a good reason to give Maryland the edge is the, is the, at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, anything else is kind of a wash. Rutgers' defense might be slightly better than Maryland's, but... It is. It is. It's just maybe the quarterback can uh, negate that enough. All right, going over to the other Black Friday game. This one's on at noon. Uh, Iowa at Nebraska. Nebraska's a two-point favorite, but did you see the over-under? Oh, it's the record. It's the record. 26.5. <laughs> I'll In let you under. go first. Pounding yeah. the under Pound, still. Always pound the under when it comes to the long yeah. guys. So, uh, first off, who cares? <laughs> game blows but uh, uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Nebraska I feel like the better is around to something here I'm gonna go Nebraska let's see Nebraska 10 Iowa 8 <laughs> You love those weird scores. There's going to be a safety in there. They got a safety last week. <laughs> be a safety, a touchdown, and a missed PAT. <laughs> they, they did that last week, so it could happen again. Uh, you're going with Nebraska. I don't know. I just don't I don't like the It's more of a heart pick than a brain pick, but. 
Yeah, I just don't like the Huskers. That these one score games they bottle up, and like you said, it seems like every every time somebody plays Iowa, they just pucker up for whatever reason. They shouldn't. Iowa's not scary at all. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Somehow the Hawkeyes get ten wins here. Um, low scoring game. Thirteen ten. Hawkeyes. Ugly, ugly score. Don't like it. And Nebraska's bowl drought will continue. They haven't been to a bowl since 2016, and it looked they looked so. Like, it, it was definitely going to happen this year. I don't know what happened down the stretch, but I praised them at that time. I thought it was going to happen, and they've just lost hey, all man, three. You're a solid point for me that they they have more to play for. They, I know. I, I, I know that, but I just don't believe in them right now. So, And Iowa's going to do Iowa-like things with their defense. This is definitely the best defense Nebraska has faced in this month. So... I don't think they're not going to be able to do much uh, offensively. Uh, let's get around here to the last couple games. Northwestern and Illinois. Is this another who who cares game? Yeah. <laughs> this is the who cares ball. <laughs> but, Sponsored by I don't give a shit. <laughs> Bert, is Burt going to get two six wins or is Northwestern going to pad on a seventh win in this rivalry? The Illinois is five and a half point favorites. I'm going to Northwestern. They're going to get seven and five. And I don't know what David Brown's contract is, but uh, it's not enough for what he actually did with the team. Yeah, they, I didn't see what he, what yeah, he I don't know either, but uh, they're a private guaranteed. university, so they don't have to they don't have to actually publish those numbers. Yeah, it should be on the scale of Mel Tucker, but it's not. <laughs> Ten million a year, <laughs> dude. You see this team? He's gonna get seven wins with a one-win team. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, but, I, uh, yeah, I'm going Northwestern. Go Northwestern. Twenty. Illinois. Uh, I went too low with Northwestern. Let me rephrase it. Northwestern 24, Illinois 20. All right. Did you see tickets as low as $2 for this game? Do you want uh, to pop on over to Champagne again? <laughs> uh, that's actually not a good enough deal for me to go to Champagne again. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to pick Northwestern in this one. Uh, we'll go... What was your score? I don't want to repeat the same thing. Uh, it's 24-20, I believe. I will... We'll go Northwestern 27, Illinois 17. All right. Yeah, I think Northwestern is going to pull it up. Yeah, 7-5. and five. You're fighting... Northwestern and Wisconsin are fighting for that bad boy mowers bull. We need that because I don't want to go to Detroit. I think Northwestern can go to the guaranteed rate probably. Yeah, I don't think they've been there before. And I I think um, I'm pretty sure Northwestern, I was going to look up the 
Pinstripe Bowl again. I think they've been more recently than... No, I'm thinking that Northwestern hasn't been there. They were there last in 2016 where they beat Pitt. All right. Johnson was there in 2018. Yeah. But So maybe there'll be another team that gets in there. Yeah, it just depends on how many Big Ten teams are eligible when, it, yeah. when the dust settles. Um, and then if they don't if they don't, uh, if the Big Ten doesn't have enough eligible teams for all their bowl uh, contracts, then they get filled in with other conferences. Is what it is. Uh, and then you want to talk about the No Cares Bowl, the bucket game this year, Indiana at Purdue, both teams three and eight. Uh, since it's at uh, Purdue's three and three uh, point favorites, and it's because it's at home. That's the only reason why I'm going to give the Boilermakers the win here. Um, they win 31, Indiana 27. Uh, I'm going to go with Indiana. Not sure why. Just feel <laughs> like it. Okay. Um, I go with Indiana... 20, Purdue 13. Low scoring game. Indiana has not won the bucket since 2019. Purdue yeah, won the last they're due. two. They're due, so, for sure. I guess they're due. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think either way, as I brought it up earlier, um, I think uh, Tom Allen's getting fired at the end of the year. He just hasn't done anything after that fluke COVID season. So it's hard to win at Indiana. Um, yeah. But he, he's totally regressed uh, since then. So, um, but I mean, losing a player like Penix, that, that can, that can do it to you. Yeah. I mean, Penix didn't look nearly as good at Indiana as he does now. No, oh, no. Um, but that's our show for tonight. That will wrap up the season uh, this week. And then we'll be back next week to recap all of those games and get ready for the Big Ten Championship game, which is going to be ugly no matter who wins Ohio State-Michigan. It's going to be a beatdown of Iowa. Um, epic proportion. I think we can agree to that. Hey, you're not going to talk about other relevant games like uh... – Colorado versus Utah? That's not relevant. <laughs> Colorado is not relevant anymore. They're not making a bowl. No. <laughs> they are not making a bowl, even though they were the media darling for September. Big Noon was just camping out in Boulder all, oh, all month. Probably got a sweet deal on hotel rooms for the crew or something. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we'll be back next week to uh, talk about the, the last week of the season. Um, so if you like our show, uh, give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify. Uh, we're on the, all the major podcast platforms. And uh, subscribe to our podcast. So thanks again for joining me tonight, Corey. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. See ya.